the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme, since we're in football season, is the NFC. And we'll see how much our guest knows about that. Today, we do have a special guest, Scott Smith, and we call him Colorado's real estate maverick. I'm going to give a little uh, brief background here. Uh, he makes home buying easy. Scott Smith is a seasoned real estate professional and the founder of You First Realty and You First Realty Infinity. With a deep understanding of the Colorado real estate market, Scott has built a reputation for delivering personalized service and leveraging the real estate technology to ensure his clients get the most out of their buying, selling, or investing experiences. His passion for helping people navigate the property market is evident in his commitment to providing up-to-date market insights and trends throughout coloradohomefinder.com, one of the most used real estate websites in Colorado. Scott is a firm believer in the accessibility of real estate as a means to change lives and build generational wealth. Hey, Scott, welcome to The Best of Investing. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm really good, Ed. Um, just a point of clarification: I didn't actually found You First Realty. I own a franchise of You First Realty, which is You ah, First Realty. Ah, Okay, you know what? I I picked that off of your. I, I picked that off somewhere. So we'll 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 just get that corrected. Okay. And uh, what what inspired you to become a real estate professional? And how did you get started in in the industry? Yeah. So actually. Um, my story dates back to uh, 2004. I was working for a phone company, MCI, as a sales supervisor. And yeah. that in, that company was going out of business, and I was looking for a new career. And so a friend of mine had gotten into the mortgage business, and he was okay. talking to me about the kind of money that he made. And he showed me a check for a closing, which was like $10,000. And that was kind of all anybody needed to show me was that you could make $10,000 on on what I looked at as a sale back then. Um, And so I got in the mortgage business, did really well, opened up a small mortgage company, did some small business financing. And then in 2008, 2009, along with millions of other people, basically lost everything I own, reset my life, got back into corporate America. And then in the end of 2017, 
uh, a buddy of mine had started at Colorado Home Finder, which actually transitioned into you first realty. He was their operations manager. And he was like, oh, you should get back into real estate, Scott. You love it. And so I did. I took an opportunity, realized kind of in my mid-40s that if without a degree, I was always going to be working for somebody else unless I did something to go out on my own. So I bet on myself, got my real estate license, and um, yeah, just never looked back. It's been an amazing experience. Yeah, I was going to say from 2017 on, I can imagine it being a good experience. And uh, do you stay primarily in Colorado? Uh, I do. Um, I do. You know, I definitely focus on the Colorado market. That's um, again from, you know, I don't know that much about it, but it seems like a pretty strong market in in most of Colorado. It, it you know, I work with what I would call the I twenty five border. So from Fort Collins, Denver, primarily in the Denver area, but I'll go as I mean, really, I'll go anywhere in Colorado that someone wants me to help them buy or sell a piece of property. I've driven um, all the way down to South Fork, which is like west of Pueblo into the mountains. It's a four-hour drive to help a buddy buy a hay farm. I've driven, you know, north of of Fort Collins. So I don't care where I have to go when I coach my agents. And, you know, we make a good amount of money per sale. And you've got to really look at if you're making more than $100 an hour, you're doing better than most people. So, you know, if you're investing four or five hours, even 10 hours in a drive and five hours in contracts and negotiations, and you're making, you know, $12,000, $8,000 on a deal, you're, you know, 700 plus dollars an hour. Uh, you'd be crazy to refer that out. We should just keep that in house. Yeah, especially if you keep your expenses low. My sister lives in Boulder. Uh, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, she, she likes that. Uh, tell you what, we're going to go to our first commercial break here. It goes kind of fast. Uh, and, again, just as a reminder, Scott, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we uh, come back from the break. Uh, here is our first trivia question. Which NFC team was the first to win the Super Bowl after the 1970 merger? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate, which is worth, by the way, over $100. Which NFC team was the first to win the Super Bowl after the 1970 merger? That's our trivia question to win the tanning certificate. want to make a mention here also for ITEX, which uh, is an international barter company. Uh, I've been with them now for a number of years. They do a lot of good business because it's uh, no cash involved. You just uh, use the uh, barter to uh, barter businesses or, or uh, uh, goods and service, good other goods and services. Check them out, itex.com. Uh, then they also have an itex.net as well. Okay, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're for more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Scott Smith. And our first trivia question about the NFC, since we're in football season, which NFC team was the first to win the Super Bowl after the 1970 merger? Scott, do you know the answer to that? 
I don't know the answer, but I would guess it was the Packers, but I don't know that that's right. Well, the Packers won the first Super Bowl, but that was before the uh, merger. Right. right After the merger, it was the uh, Dallas Cowboys beating uh, Miami 24-3 to in Super Bowl VI. Did all uh, Roger Staubach would have been the quarterback back then? Robert Roger Staubach was the quarterback, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, it, it's funny. The, um, uh, he had uh, – Craig Morton was – on the Dallas team during the ice bowl when they lost uh, to the, to the Packers. Um, and then uh, he was, he was Don Meredith's backup. And then he ended up uh, going there. The reason I mentioned this is because he ended up going to Denver uh, during, during the orange crush. Uh, I, I have a, I have a national uh, sports show that I, uh, um, that I host and he lives not too far from us. So uh, I had him on the air, but uh, no. Eight years ago or so, it's kind of it was kind very of fun. Cool. Yeah, very very cool stories, I tell you. All right, so now um, explain how this works because you're a franchisee, you're not the founder, um, and is is it you were mentioning real estate lending, but then you're also mentioning about real estate buying. So what what part do you assist with? So I yeah I don't do mortgages anymore. Okay, I focus on help buyer buying selling and. I do a lot. I do wholesaling. So I help, um, which I love. I mean, I love helping my agents buy and sell. I love contracts and negotiations, but I love the niche of wholesaling because it's a way to invest without actually ever having to hold property. So there's almost no risk for me. And so, and I, I know a lot of the investors locally. So I have places that I can source those properties to. And it's just a, it's a win for the seller because they're usually distressed. Um, it is a win for me because I make some money and it's a win for the investor because they find a fix and flip property. So is it primarily fix and flip? Um, so wholesaling isn't fix and flip. Wholesaling is you're basically finding properties for fix and flippers and you're, you're making money. Yeah. Yep. So you do, yeah. do you double escrow these? No, um, there are title companies here understand how to process the deal. So you don't, you, you, there, there are occasions in which you need to do a double close, but it's very rare. Gotcha. Okay. So we'll just kind of like keep it open and, um, and, and I, yeah, I get, I get it. Um, and then how do you stay up to date with the latest, excuse me, latest trends and developments in the real estate market? And how do you use this knowledge to benefit your clients? Yeah, so, yeah, so we, we our brokerage is uh, unique in the unique. fact that we spend a lot of time communicating with each other. So, so we run we run the corporate level, we run daily meetings. At my level, we run a couple of meetings a week. And so the interaction from all of the agents and the feedback that you get is really how we up to date with what's going on in the market. Plus, I mean, you know, we stuff on the internet. There's some really great websites out there. Uh, but really just communicating together and sharing what we're seeing. Keeps you on the cutting edge of what's really going on in the market. And it's how as a broker to be able to stay ahead of the game. Um, the market shifted during the pandemic. We understood we were using sunset clauses, which you know, all kinds of different tools to help us get properties under contract over other brokerages. And then as the market slowed down, really talking to each other about how to help our buyers and mainly our sellers right now, because the sellers are the ones right now who are feeling a little bit of that pinch with the market slowing down, especially with the holidays. 
Yeah, the interesting thing is that the interest rates are high now, relatively speaking. So there are a lot, there's a lot less inventory coming on the market because those sellers are going to have to replace that uh, mortgage that they have with another one. So are, are you seeing a slowdown in the market? Uh, so what's interesting is there's a perception that interest rates are high right now, but haven't been around real estate. I'm sure you have as well for a long period of time. Yeah. Rates are in the mid sixes. And if you go back prior to all of the madness after 2008, that was a pretty good interest rate. Mid sixes was, yeah. you know, a reasonable interest rate. We got very spoiled over the last probably seven years with sure. interest rates down very low. And now buyers are starting to get used to that higher interest rate because it's been that way for about a year. So people that are coming into the market are used to it. Yeah, I was thinking very more, little, uh, that's the thing is I was thinking more from a seller standpoint that if, yeah. if they're locked in at a low 2% rate or 3% rate, they can't replace that. You don't have like the recreational sellers, sellers that are just looking to, you know, hey, I'm tired of my house. But a lot of times when people are traditionally selling a home, they're selling a house because they need to. Either it's out of size or they're moving or they need to, you know, they need to to move the part of the city that they're in. So you're still getting listings. Inventory has been low for about four years. So it's a little bit higher now than it's been. I mean, during the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, we were averaging probably – 25,000 open properties on the MLS in Denver. At the low point in the pandemic, we were down to about 2,000. Right now, we're probably at six or 7,000. So we're wow. still strongly in a, in a seller's market, even though a lot of houses are sitting for a little bit longer. And a lot of that has to do with the time of year. But really, the cost of waiting, if, yeah, go ahead. if you need to sell your house, um, mm-hmm. you shouldn't wait because you don't know what interest rates are going to be a year from now. And you yeah. know what they are now, and you can always refine it. So, I mean, when you move, you got to move. And you also don't know what the prices are going to do in the next six months, you know, talking about recessions and all that. Okay, tell you what, we're going to go to our second commercial break here. We're talking the uh, National Football League, the NFC is what we're looking at. What longtime NFL player and coach and NFC team owner also served as the NFC president? Let's go back or back a ways for this one. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Uh, again, here's our trivia question about the NFC. What longtime NFL player and coach and NFC team owner also served as the NFC president? Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Scott Smith. And our second trivia question, what longtime NFL player and coach and NFC team owner also served as the NFC's president. Scott, any idea? No, I have no idea. Uh, George Hallis. Oh, George Hallis from, from, from the Bears. All right, so uh, let, let's go on. Let's ask you some more questions here. Uh, so, what sets ColoradoHomeFinder.com apart from other real estate websites, and how does it help your clients achieve their goals? Yeah, so yeah. Colorado Home Finder. 
infinity.com was our old website. Uperfinity.com uh, is our current website. And what sets it apart is just the access to information and how often we update with the MLS. A lot of real estate websites update, you know, very infrequently because their goal is to generate a lead to sell to somebody else, such as Zillow or Redfin or one of those, where our goal is to find people who want to buy and sell houses. So we want to make sure that the website is very up-to-date. Plus, it's super interactive. It's really easy to use. And we, we utilize multiple MLSs across the Colorado market, so you can get you can get look all the way up to Fort Collins and all the way to Colorado Springs, including that one on the side. Okay, fair enough. And uh, let's can you share some of a success story from your career? And were you able to help the client achieve where you're able to help the client achieve the real estate goals? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> lots of success stories. One of my favorite ones is, is during the pandemic. I had. I had a client who didn't, really didn't have any cash. They were having to use down payment assistance. And at that time, people were having to bring like cash above the, the, the listing value of the home in order to be able to close. So people were bringing forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 above the, the price of the home in order to be able to close. And so I was able to get Vanessa a house. I wrote probably 30 offers for her across four months. Um, and then used the holiday weekend when there were less people out shopping and was able to get her under contract and get her closed on a really nice house. And it was life-changing for her family. So I, I, it's one of my favorite stories because when people hear I wrote 30 offers for these folks, they're like, wow, that's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, like I told you, if you, if you break down the, the amount of money we make, it was all worth it. And, and I changed a family's life, which is absolutely amazing. You know, changing their life, <clears throat> this still, it wasn't their home. It wasn't going to be the personal residence, right? Because they're, they're, you're primarily dealing with... Uh, people who are investors. No, this was right? somebody's personal residence. This was somebody's personal residence. They had they had been renting their whole lives. It was their first home purchase. Um, I mean, it was literally life changing for them. I mean, investor wise, I you know, there's some great success stories. I helped uh, Jenny down in Colorado Springs. She had a foundation. Uh, she had an old house built in the 40s, and the main beam was cracked, and so she couldn't get anyone to buy it. And we were able to go to, we were able to actually, using, using a novation contract, which is basically a partnership between you and her, we're able to go find a retail buyer and get her able to sell her house, make some money, and be able to go to Chicago and her doctorate. So lots of success stories. And I've done hundreds of real estate transactions. I feel like every one of them is successful in one way, shape, or form. How, how many agents underneath you? Uh, 13. Okay. Okay, so you're acting as the broker. I am. Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, how do you approach working with clients uh, who have different needs and preferences, and how do you ensure that they are satisfied with your service? Yeah, I mean, that all yeah. starts in listening, right? Just understanding what the client is looking for and then making sure we're directing their search and then also understanding what they're willing to sacrifice and what they're not willing to sacrifice. So, so you know, sometimes clients say they want a big backyard, they want acres in the city. Well, that's not really a thing, right? You're not going to get acres in the city of Denver without having millions of dollars. And so really understanding that a big backyard just means 
they want something big enough that their dog can run around in. So understanding and being able to translate what a client tells you into what the actual expectation is so that you're showing them homes or finding investment properties that are actually in line with what they're something they're going to be willing to move into and love is their house. Well, what does price ranges do you usually work with? Um, so, you know, I tend to do the majority of my business in the probably four to four to seven hundred thousand dollar range. Uh, I'm not. It's just a, the niche that I've been in, uh, which is why you know, <laughs> a few years ago, I was number two in the brokerage with actual volume. I was beat by two hundred thousand dollars by an amazing agent, and. She, I did 37 deals that year. She did 25 and she beat me by $200,000. So, Still with the you know, like, yeah, it's about four to $700,000 range that primarily I work in. Gotcha. And now the way that you make your money is going to be just typically as the broker uh, over the agents, uh, you know, sharing. So I, make, I make part of my money as a broker over the agents. I also close my own personal referrals. So I have that in income and then. Um, I also make income from wholesale. So I'm, I have basically three streams of income that come in. Okay. And before we cut to break, uh, if people are interested in the Colorado market, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can call yeah. me on my cell phone, 720-252-7037. They can go to – they can shoot me an email at scott at youfirst.com, and it's Y-O-U, the numeric one, S like Sam, T like Tom, dot com. Uh, those are really the two best ways to get in touch with me. All right. Now uh, we're going to cut to our third commercial break here. Again, we're talking the NFC. Uh, and we, and we asked you two easy questions. This is a hard one. Poor <laughs> <laughs> God, he's rolling his eyes. Okay. Which NFC team, when it signed its first African-American player, became the last to have an African-American uh, active on the roster? So basically, uh, when they signed their very first African-American player, they were the last to actually have uh, a black player on their roster. Which team are we talking about? Uh, call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Also want to make a mention here for Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge. They have 200 feet of beachfront property um, right on Lake Tahoe. you got to check that out. Beautiful property. All right, stay with us. Don't touch that dial. Best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Scott Smith. Our third trivia question is about talking about the NFC, National Football League, uh, the, uh, the NFC division. Uh, which NFC team, when it signed its first black player, became the first, excuse me, became the last to have a black active player, black player active on the roster? So I'm going to guess who, the Rams. Uh, no, actually the Redskins. Close. Oh. Started with an R, so we'll give you half credit for that one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Scott, let's see here. Um, how do you balance your work as a real estate professional with your personal life? And what do you maintain? How, what do you do to maintain a healthy work life balance? 
So my perception on work-life balance is different than most people. I don't believe in it. I believe if you're trying to do something great, then you're going to have to dedicate more time to that. So the reason I picked real estate is I can work all of the hours, but I still have the flexibility to control my own schedule. So if I need to go do something with my daughter, I can do that. Um, I think people want a work-life balance because they're not really as dedicated to success. And if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to sacrifice your personal life in order for your work life. It's just a reality you know, until you make it. You know, that's, that's kind of interesting you say that because it also seems like for people who are not quite happy with their job, they need a lot more balance. Like me, I love what I do. I, I love work. I can sit and watch it for hours. So um, I could, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, a little little joke there. Um, I mean, I, no, I really like what I do, so I can because uh, I, I my my profession is mostly real estate lending, uh, and and I yeah. love doing that. So so I understand the, the real estate market, and uh, and I, I don't really have to worry about the balance because it's the same thing. It's like I can kind of you know work crazy hours if I want, or just take some time off. It works out pretty well. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out in the real estate uh, industry? And what qualities do you think there are, are successful, excuse me, are essential for success in this field? Yeah, I think that if you're just getting into real estate, the first thing you need to do is go through all of your social media and you need to not blast out to everybody, but direct message everybody you know and say, hey, look, I'm in real estate now. Um, I would love a referral to your friends or family, or if you want to buy or sell, and I will treat your friends and family like platinum so that everybody knows what you do. And it's not one of those, you know, open posts that everybody can see and personalize it to each individual so that they know you're talking to them specifically. Um, and the qualities are, you know, I, I can teach the game, but I can't teach the hustle. Like you have to be willing to, absolutely grind when you're brand new. You've got to prospect like crazy. You've got to do everything possible when you're new in real estate because most real estate agents fail, just like most mortgage professionals fail in the first couple of years because of lack of leads and lack of support and lack of effort and not understanding where to do. So make sure you're willing to grind, find a great brokerage that will support you and find some type of lead source where when your sphere doesn't isn't able to to provide you deals, you have a way to get other business. Okay, and uh, how do you see the real estate market evolving in the coming years, and what opportunities do you see for investors and home buyers? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see the real estate market kind of doing what it's done for the last hundred years. It's going to grow slowly. There's going to be some peaks. There's going to be some valleys. I think that if interest rates come down next year, you're going to see another selling and buying frenzy because kind of like you talked about, um, as if interest rates come back down, all these people that have been waiting to sell are going to jump back in the market. I think that if interest rates go up, you know, it, it's going to lower prices, um, which is going to give people the opportunity to get it at a discount and, and interest rates will come down the following year and you'll see that selling and buying frenzy. So I think it's going to be good no matter what. And I, Investors, there's just always opportunities there. We are always able to help distressed sellers, right? There's always those yeah. folks out there. Seems like there's always a good, it's a, there's always a good time to, to buy real estate. It's just a matter of how you buy it. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, 
Yeah, because even even if the like you said, if the market's dropping, there's still going to be special deals that you can get. Uh, and last question here: What do you enjoy most about your work as a real estate professional, and what motivates you to continue helping people buy and sell homes? I love people. I love my clients. I I I love helping people out of bad situations, and I love helping people get into better situations. So it's really this is a people oriented business. And if you don't love people, it's probably not for you. Um, but I, I enjoy working with my clients. I enjoy problem solving with them and getting them into situations that improves their lives. Very good. All right. Scott, thank you so much. Give out your information one more time to our uh, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my cell phone number is 720-252-7037. My email is scott at youfirst.com, and it's Y-O-U, the numeric one, S like Sam, T like Tom.com. And, Edward, I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Um, sure. You know, you have opportunity to put all kinds of guests on, and you let me come on. So thank you very much. No, it, it, it's great because uh, a lot of times we don't get people who specialize in a specific market. So it's really kind of interesting to say, okay, hey, if you're interested in the state of Colorado, which is a, a, a great state, uh, you know, a lot of good real estate stuff going on there. At least we now have a, a good contact, Scott Smith. Yeah, thank you. Smith in Colorado. All right. Uh, now, when we come back, I'm going to spend the last few minutes, uh, our, our new sponsor, uh, Scottsdale Mortgage Investments. They specialize in buying uh, either performing or distressed mortgages from banks and hedge funds. And they'll, uh, they have a, what they call a trade desk for people to sign up where they can buy individual mortgages. Uh, some, some mortgages are really cheap. They're only like you know, $10,000. Uh, other mortgages might be half a million dollars. So you want to check them out at Scottsdale Mortgage uh, Investments and mortgageinvesting.com. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Listening to the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host. And uh, we were mentioning just before we uh, went off the, the commercial break about Scottsdale Mortgage Investing, uh, in, excuse me, Scottsdale Mortgage Investments, uh, which uh, they buy individual deeds of trust from banks and hedge funds at discounts and they can turn those around pretty quickly and what they're doing is they're looking for individual investors uh, who are interested in getting into the debt side of things buying the mortgages at discounts you can start I think with as little as ten thousand dollars and the rates of return are pretty high because you can buy distressed debt and then fix and flip the properties uh, if you foreclose on them or you can uh, trade yourself the mortgages you, know, you can buy the mortgage 
mortgage for ten thousand, maybe try to flip it for fourteen, fifteen thousand, uh, or if you're lucky, you can foreclose on the property and uh, you know make another twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars. So check them out at Scottsdale Mortgage Investments. Um, also, uh, I'm one of the managers of the Southwest Note Fund, and what we do is we buy discounted mortgages, just like I was just mentioning, and uh, we have a fund. That fund pays uh, just a flat eight and a half percent. Uh, you do have to be an accredited investor, which means you have to have a net worth exclusive of your home of at least a million dollars. Or if you're single, make two hundred thousand a year. Uh, if you're married, you make three hundred thousand dollars a year. And the best part of this is uh, we pay monthly. And the uh, one of the things I really like about how conservative it is is the fact that the average loan to value is uh, about 53% with the average investment to value of about 37%. So, for example, if there's a house worth $100,000, the borrower only owes $53,000, and we bought that mortgage for $37,000. So uh, what we like to say is that everybody needs a place to live, um, and the average, more, the average uh, mortgage payment for these borrowers is less than $600 a month. So it's very rare that we even have a problem uh, with the mortgages because these investor, excuse me, the investors. So every every one of these is uh, where somebody actually uh, lives in the, lives there. So uh, they're all personal residences. Um, I don't think there's any of them that are uh, investors. Uh, everybody needs a place to live. Hard to find even an apartment for under six hundred dollars a month. You have equity. You're going to make sure you make those mortgage payments. And interestingly enough, none of the mortgages we have are in California. Um, so the foreclosure laws are a lot friendlier outside of California. Uh, but a lot of times we just work with the borrowers. If they're having a, a hard time paying, we can just re, uh, uh, modify the loan and get them to start paying. And it's uh, kind of a good good deal for everybody. So uh, if, you're, if you're interested in that, uh, you can go to our uh, company, which is PacificPrivateMoney.com. Look at the Invest tab and check out the uh, Pacific Southwest Note Fund. Uh, we also have another fund called the Freedom Fund, where we originate notes, uh, mostly bridge loans, uh, and that's primarily California. And that pays in an interest rate of anywhere from 7 to 10%, depending upon how much uh, one invests. And uh, the loans are packaged and resold to the big boys. So it's kind of a nice little conveyor belt of money coming in and out. So these funds are very, very conservative. Uh, you're not going uh, to get rich um, because all we're doing is just paying a nice flat interest rate. Um, so check that out. Check them out, PacificPrivateMoney.com. And again, for individual small deeds of trust that you may want to buy, and uh, you can fix them, flip them, foreclose on them. Uh, it's a great way to get also involved in real estate uh, for a very low amount of money. Scottsdale Mortgage Investments. And uh, go and sign up for the trade desk, as they say. All right, here's our thoughts for the day. What did Santa say to the smoker? Please don't smoke. It's bad for my elf. And, of course, uh, I talk to myself because sometimes I need expert advice. All right, tune in. There's a little, little levity there. Okay, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, 
Call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.